Galileo and Figaro bros. It's Kung Fu Friday. We are Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Hi, it's your it's your favorite guy, Alex, one of the hosts. I'm bringing you guys our Queen review. Today, Nikansi was probably on his fourth week of being terminally ill. That's a joke. He just won't sleep and therefore he won't ever get over his cold. So we had Nick, one of our buddies, jump on and do the show with us. He came out and watched the movie with us. So that was super dope. Nick killed it. He is the philosopher. He got us into some fantastic subjects about why we love movies. What is it that sucks us in? What is it that takes us out of those movies? This particular episode, we split into two. The first half is about our experience at the Kung Fu Mystery Theater. You guys should definitely, if you have one of those in your town, go check that out. If you guys are Kung Fu fans, you will find some hidden gems that these fine people dig out for you so that, you know, you could just enjoy. Pay 10 bucks for it. I'm sure they paid more dollars to find these movies, so... Go and join them for them. Uh, the second half of this podcast is our Queen Review. Fucking fantastic film. During and throughout the podcast, Nick introduces us to what the fact what what an aristocrat's joke is, which is basically society's first troll that everyone is in on but you, and no one is gonna tell you what the joke is. But once you're in on it, you can never get out. It's pretty great. And then we discuss the moment when you feel like you're in your top essence, just like Freddie Mercury was in this movie. So without further ado, guys, this is Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, Kung Fu Mystery Theater, and our Queen Review. I'm sorry, Bohemian Rhapsody. See you guys soon. Peace. Nobody even knows what we're talking about. Okay, let's. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, edit here, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be a mystery. Okay, I'm gonna let you get it started here. All right. So today, I can't read. Uh, it has something to do with that paragraph. Yep. Which is only a singular sentence. Why and does he sound like that? Because I can do a couple of different voices okay. from a different couple of different dialects. It's pretty great. He is also. I I actually am nurturing this particular accent in him by like this ability to just have different characters ready at any time. Oh, that's good. Okay. Because you don't know when you're going to need to be a little extra, and you don't know which extra direction you want to go into. You want to have a few channels open. Yeah. Welcome to, to Hidden Shadows. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> See, because if I if I had just led into it, it, it wouldn't have worked the same. Yeah. Okay, but now I'm actually going to lead into it. So, welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. We are a movie podcast, and we are your source for your heavy and light nerd needs. We'll tell you what you should be watching, as well as other dope media's for the nerd soul. 
That's the weeb boy. Hi, hi. This is Alex. Uh, the very, it, the very f- obviously posing as a functioning member of society. I am the gaming guru. To replace our beloved shy swole boy. Well, it's a uh, super buff, super, super shy, buff, strong super boy, Nikonsi. We have not so shy, also very super buff though, and super strong. Yeah, Nicholas. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Mm. Do we want to go by Nick? Wait, wait. Instead of the knack, you have the Nick. Oh. oh. You will be <laughs> hearing Nikonsi cuffing in the background. He's actually dying. Say hello. hello. It, I, I it, can't it have him behind his... me. <laughs> I might have to switch. I'm going to talk to him. Oh, no. He's not going to talk on the pod. Yeah, but I'm going to yell at him. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I'll You, you can it. yell it's at true. him through the mic. So today we watched... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then we and went. I'm really mad that they had to, they got they went and saw it without me. Junior but, wasn't know. there for it, but I made it's promises. okay. He was there I for was uh, later in the night, and we watched uh, a kung fu mystery movie, which uh, I still don't know which one on the list it was. <laughs> it was there was a couple names. Yeah, it, uh, the the invisible, the invisible endurers. Endurers. All I know is, um, is that endures. the subtitle said ninja, but I heard them say ninja. ninja. It was definitely ninja. Like that Maybe was, it was definitely the accent. In, yeah, that was definitely their intention. Maybe Z's are pronounced like J's over there. I mean, I, I'm not. I didn't get the subtitles. They were Mandarin. actually below the seats. You so guys, yeah, you like, guys were one row too far and i was thinking mm-hmm. on my way in like how would i find them and then i picked the row where i could read and i'm like they should have been here <laughs> and then later on alex was like alex heard me laugh really loud and he turned around and was like Kenya, Kenya. <laughs> so yes junior showed up a little late to the kung fu mystery theater but kung fu mystery theater uh i don't know how long it's been going on but it's held in um in san diego so any of you San Diego listeners, for sure next year, go check that out. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Nikonsi turned us on to the movie. And basically what apparently they do is they go dig up an old kung fu uh, movie and then they will screen it in an actual movie theater. And a lot of kung fu geeks, a lot of film geeks are in there and they're great audience. So They really were a great audience yeah. and low-key I would have thrown business cards all all over the place. But the guy that them. did the intro nailed it. Yes, he, he kept did. Going, he kept it going. Yeah, he I was because uh, because there's a few interpretations of the names, uh, the name of the movie, and I actually uh, wrote down three of them. So we had the Invisible Endurers, uh, Grandmasters, Grandmasters of Death, and uh, what was it? The Secret Life of Ninjas. Yeah, that one. Yes. I feel like the second and third ones are much better titles. I like the first one. That I was didn't, my friend. He likes I the Invisible Endurer. That's I fantastic. I mean, I won't lie, because I did come in about 15 minutes late, so I missed out on a good chunk of but what could have gone that wrong. that encompasses everything a ninja is. Yeah, <laughs> an Invisible Endurer. They constant. Even they died, and they kept going, and they're invisible. <laughs> The fact it took place in the 1980s. Yes. In the 1980s, and these people are still wearing black pajamas as ninjas with suction cups on walls. That was cool, though. That was. <laughs> and still freaked out people. So I think, I think, okay. 
So here's what what I'm going to do real quick for the listeners. I'm going to give you guys a bit of a format because this podcast is going to be it's going to be pretty different. Um, but for the first half of this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the movie that we watched. Super dope. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. You may or may not be able to find it. We'll figure it out and we'll post it on the Instagram. And then the second half of the podcast, we will review Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'll be sad. And Junior will be sad. Um, but we'll, we'll help. It doesn't matter. It. it was great. We may well, just. I mean, like, like I'd be, I, I'd be sad because I missed out. Yeah, not we're gonna sad s- from the heartwarming and the, the heart wrenching of the story of Freddie Mercury. But <laughs> our description of it will cheer you up because you're like, oh, fuck, this shit was amazing. I can't wait to watch it. The great thing is it's not much spoilers. Like we already know a good. Yeah. It, it's just more impressive that they put it on. They made a screenplay out of it. And then still hooked us into being there for it. Great part. Which Uh which movie are we going to talk about? I think we should start with the uh, Kung Fu Mystery. (laughs) The Invisible Endure. They were both so good. They really were. The plot was basically a. Without revealing the plot twist. That was a pretty. Like, we saw it coming, but also I felt like it was a plot twist. I think the overall plot was more Uh along the lines of. Ah, yes, you have this sister and this sister and corporate espionage. Meanwhile, ninjas. That's really all I got without, like, I missed a good portion of the beginning of the movie, by the way. (laughs) What would you say it is, Nick? Why don't you give us a plot breakdown? (laughs) I I, I saw it as a good woman empowerment film. It was, though. Right? Yes. It was all about powerful women making choices. Even challenging these men, yeah, that that were hyper masculine. I mean that that they that were guys, flexing really hard. Women are animals, pretty much. I think, but I think that was just to emphasize how much of a dick the the yeah. villain was. So I think it's an old character. I think they get a pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, well, I think I think that just to explain this craziness to you guys that we watched today, um, it was basically uh, ninjas training in a cave at the beginning of the movie. And then we switched to samurais, uh, like a like a fencing dojo, and that is where we meet our hero, basically. Kendo. It was kendo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, our hero is a kendo teacher. He yeah. takes his revenge on the ninja organization that killed his master in the first place. So that's. But he was supposed to seek him out somehow. Yes. And that was his mission. Yep. So he tried two ways. Mm-hmm. He made a school of martial art masters, challenge made to develop them, which is going to draw attention. Yep. And that's all he wanted was to draw attention. He knew who that woman was when he she walked into that dojo. You really think so? I do. The, that's why he kept first, her around. The first woman. It was um, it was the sister. It was the, the younger sister. Yeah, the younger sister. Okay. Well. I, to, okay. Like I said, there was a good portion that I was like, I have no idea what is going on. I don't know I'm if you guys it. caught it, though. So he said you have your left and right down, but you don't have your first, second, and third. When he uh, got challenged by the our, our heroine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I mm. did catch that. I got to set the scene up more. I got mm-hmm. this. Okay, go for <laughs> it. So as as she challenged him, which is a classic duel in martial arts. Right. Uh, the you just come in and challenge the master. Master is supposed to accept. It's honorable, uh, which is funny because it's Chinese. 
<laughs> and they were studying a Japanese art, which is even more to draw the the ninjas in. Right. So she challenges him because he says, no, it's not going to happen. So she just pulls the kendo sword out and starts trying to beat him. Right. And sh- she loses. She gets beat. But he explains how good she did about certain ranges, left and right, but not your one, two, and three. And if you watch the, the choreography, mm-hmm. he beats her on all three of those levels. Whoa. That is attention to detail right there. I like that. That's yeah, because he goes one to the head, one to the body. That was when he goes, whack. One to oh, the body, yeah. Okay. He stops at the head, comes down underneath, wraps into the belly button, stops right there, then comes back around for the back. I like that. Okay. I like that they actually I, use like yeah. martial arts principle to like drive the this plot. Is, this is where my like- Kind m- of a Masashi thing. This is where one, where, is where my like, n- I know enough to get what was being spoken, but I don't know all the depths because I knew left to right. I'm like, oh, this, that was actually pretty obvious just from how many films we've watched and how we've talked about this. But then I was like, what what the heck could one, two, three mean? What, what is this? So guys, this is why you is watch. Is that the zone? Kind of. Okay. This is exactly why you watch martial arts movies with your friends who are Kung Fu instructors because you will get this shit on a whole nother level. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap up the plot real quick so that the listeners get an idea. Uh, basically, the girl who challenged our main character uh, is part of a family business that's very successful, uh, but the brother-in-law is trying to, you know, crowd, you know, shove them out of the picture. And he, you know, n- there's a ninja organization starting to kill off the employees of the of the business and it's kind of making it look like they're framing you know making it look like the brother-in-law is doing it he's just a greedy villain he's not the true villain here but they are trying to make it seem like he did it to kind of as the viewer maybe kind of make us think that it is in fact him but then they made him the villain he was the Mm -hmm. villain yeah even the even the ninjas had a certain amount of sympathy, but then they take away that confusion by uh, having the ninjas take a you know an attempt try to make a kill attempt on him. So, or uh, I think that's good enough. Yeah, I think that's good. So that's kind of the the because feel that you get. Is kind of more like you should just go watch it. This movie actually had a really interesting plot. I think the, I, the one driving can't. thing is that uh, the. <laughs> The kendo teacher ends up trying to help the sister because mm-hmm. they fall in love. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> Anyways. What were you going to say, Nick? Yeah, no, what were you going to say? That's funny. Yeah. No, it's, it's she falls in love. They they just start a relationship. Or they start hooking up. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It was a dope movie. There, The choreography was really well done. And this movie was an 80s movie? Yeah. Yeah. 84? Eight, 5? It was good. I mean, you kind of expect it to be kind of like choppy and like, like the American Ninja, like not not fluid, but it was fairly fluid, especially the sword play. Yeah, holy shit, man! There I were think... long fight scenes, long, but they did the slow mo scenes. That it was, I was like going. Say, that six... was the funniest part. <laughs> so that's right. That's where the sound effects kick in. Like, I was talking about this on our way out. So. I actually really liked the plot. I thought the plot was cool because the storytelling for the plot made it feel more interesting. Um, and then I haven't admittedly studied a lot of 
older films, but I like the I like the lighting and design choices and the sets that we we got to see. Um, as far as lighting goes, it was really like it was honestly bright for a lot of it. Like it might have been our positioning in the theater, but even the dark scenes, I could still make out the forms correctly of like bodies flying around. It was yeah, on there an was eight millimeter though. There was a <laughs> there was a right? fight scene in the uh, in the dark too, and they did a yeah, real good job of. It was really cool. Um, you there were some parts where you couldn't see shit. <laughs> and you're just like, I think there's a sword being swung, and I think he's dodging it. I, but I can, they I, didn't. I've noticed those soundtrack, those sound effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like they added the sounds to everything, but it was fantastic <laughs> and, because it was, it was, it was just. just yeah. It was like, okay, that makes it even better. You yeah. could still, and you could still kind of see it, but you definitely appreciate uh, the the kendo teacher's mm-hmm. uh, ability to fight in the dark. You're like, oh man, this guy's good. Um, the other thing I was talking about on our way out of the theater was the soundtrack for this movie was, I honestly loved it. I loved that the 80s soundtrack. I had a lot of fun. And then about halfway through the movie, the soundtrack doesn't exist because we had so many sound effects. <laughs> and that I had its own rhythm. I didn't notice way. that. I think the movie. I didn't even hear one song. You didn't? I can't even was... play one song back in my head that I heard. It was just your. <laughs> but I ju- did come from watching Bohemian Rhapsody. So I was, I was still playing still that stuck. in my head. You kind of were, right? No, but you just get your like your your typical like violins and tension building kind of yeah, tracks. Yeah, this has more yeah. synth, synth like 80s. Yeah, it's disco stuff but going it, on. That's why I was interested in it. I was like, "This, this is, is this is gonna be fun." So yeah. it was epic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Max said they had a high, a high budget, a high budget, and you can tell. This was definitely mm. probably a high budget, like '80s movie. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest. They probably just cut and doubled up on the film for those shots for the slow mos to get that old slow mo effect. Well, they, let's I talk even about know like how the, that. Would yeah, yeah. It's been too long since I've looked into it. Well, let's talk about the uh, the speaking of like the high budget. Let's talk about like how good the wire work was. Did you see a wire? I didn't. I didn't either. But they did it in a way that really you weren't thinking of a dude on a wire. They, I, I mean, you are now obviously. Until, until but it was smooth. The movie. It was I know smooth. this sounds weird, but everything they did with the ninjas and their powers, yeah, was all from it was well researched. <laughs> it was folk. They had folklore in really? there, and what a ninja would do, and how it was. It was fascinating because in my head, it was probably the best infliction of what I've always imagined a ninja would have. Mm. The amount of tools they had and showed that to the common person, they would look like they're doing crazy things. Right. But that was the whole point. Yeah. The whole point was to be crazy because people would be like, "What? What the fuck is this guy doing?" Right. And. It's it's not it's not the same. So most martial arts you would fight the same, but then you had these ninjas, and he did the monkey style at the end. That's what that was. And then if you think about it, the guy's face goes. He he's like, what what do I do? Yeah, what like do this I do? I've is never intense. Seen it. I mean, he loses in the end, but but you <laughs> you know what I liked about it is that um, they had the kendo teacher kind of switch to like really big finishing hits on the guy when he switched to the monkey style because he it, it kind of showed him his urgency of like i gotta end this quick because i'm gonna get overwhelmed i really got that sense the invisible endure, endure. <laughs> um 
Oh, I was gonna I was gonna get into oh, you were talking about you know, kind of them going into the folklore and kind of describing what the ninja was. They had like a they were talking about like, oh, the ninjas never allow themselves to be seen. They're very secretive. They kill and 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 then immediately disappear into the shadows. So they, they had like dudes running down a really grassy hill and you had the fucking ninjas jumping out and stabbing, but they looked like little rabbits. It was it was kind of funny. Or raptors. You saw that in Jurassic Park. It was yeah. the same thing. It was like a drive-by stabbing, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they would just like hop back into the hole. The favorite the grass. thing that I liked was they would do the cutscenes. Yes. You would see the ninja on one part of the screen, and then it would be blank, and then poof at the other side. <laughs> yes, I loved it because that they were was, hilarious. That was what you would picture. Like you blinked too long, and they suddenly were so much further. Like they sprinted. It definitely drives home the the idea that they were trained to be that fast, and like you said, a lot of it was, and you would hear the sound effect, and you would hear the sound effect keep going. But like you said, it would have the cut, and then he'd be. So this is um is because it's an '80s movie. It's a really hilarious attempt at super speed. You know what I mean? It was definitely, it was definitely. 80s pushing it what was they had, so you know? funny like I it think was nowadays so funny it's too cheesy for different reasons <laughs> no but it's great in it's cheesiness you're just like this is hilarious like it, i wonder what funny. i would have thought if i was like watching this shit in the 80s would i be like whoa what the fuck like or I'm, or what i would have been like <laughs> uh really like <laughs> yeah but it, and right now we see our movies the same way yeah like 10, you know 40 30 years later it's gonna be something different yep but we watched a movie the bohemian rhapsody now yes. that's a, that that's a show that takes place in this this what 70s 80s, 70s and 80s 80s and we heard it in 2018 sound yeah that you're making me more and more jealous because that that would be wild to hear all this remastered and showing off how this all those things. But you just watched a kung fu film that was mm-hmm. literally a piece that they dug up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere. So the people trying to find this film, good luck. If you do, send them a message to these Ooh, people. Yes, Challenge absolutely. Challenge accepted. Right. <laughs> because that's um, what they were saying. Do you guys want to talk about your favorite uh, part in the movie, favorite fight scene, funniest part? Uh, I think one of my favorite parts also happens to be just funny. Paint and, a picture for our audience, was, bro. It's kind of hard because I'm not going to lie. I had napped and then woken up and then did not get the whole context of the fight scene. But it was, you were actually just talking about it a little bit ago when they're jumping th- like from the leaves and they're fighting in the trees and stuff. And ninja slash, ninja slash, like like all the cutscenes, right? Right. At some point, it was approaching the final fight. Uh, at some point, the kendo master, our main char- like our main character, was fighting like two other ninja. Yes. And they just were rolling down the hill. <laughs> and and the reason it was so funny to me was because. I had literally woken up from just my food coma, which only lasted 10 minutes. I'm so, I'm so sorry. But waking up from the food coma, I was just like, where am I? And then I looked up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a movie. And then the first thing in my head was they're tumbling for a long. I swear I've heard this 
soundbite the whole 10 minutes <laughs> I was sleeping. So like this is my my favorite part, dude. This is hilarious. Like one of my favorite parts because you know how sometimes when um in martial arts movies like maybe the the fighters will fall flat on the ground and they'll just kind of like do like a basic roll. Mm-hmm. They did that, but they did like five, so it just looked like really silly. Like you're just like what the fuck is just even like, yeah, and they just like rolling like wee, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're fighting. I forgot this was this was really fun, mm. so I got distracted. But I, back to fighting. Uh, I think one of my other favorite moments, and this is more of just a badass moment, uh-huh. was the big Brutus ninja. Like pretty much all of his fight scenes, I was oh, like, yeah. this is I think really. He was a cool. famous wrestler. He like, had he to be because cool. it was all wrestling. Moves. Dude, he was ripped yeah. too, though. I like how they sent him in because he. It was right after the point when the head ninja goes, uh, "Oh shit, he knows about us." Right. And then he sends that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he. They and, know, and it confuses no... everybody because they're like, "Is this guy a ninja? I don't. I don't know. He. He's not in pajamas." Yeah. <laughs> He looks like a. He kind of looked like a sumo fighter more than anything. He just looked like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. He, he had the. Like a, he, he he had the spandex. If it were modern times, it would be the Rock. Yeah, for sure. WWF status. Yeah, yeah. And he was just and like you just aged yourself. Oh. Yes, I did. <laughs> but like, he definitely just showed up on screen, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's a bad guy," <laughs> and then rips his clothes and like flexes, and I'm like. I like How's how he, he supposed to win? <laughs> he didn't have intelligence. He was just a brute. Yeah. He had no intelligence. He even was like, blah, 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 I'm going to smack my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. It was like watching the Three Stooges. What's, what's? oh man, one of our, one of these chairs is really squeaky. And we I got have some the, squeaks. I have the ADD, you know, the ADD leg movement. So, <laughs> point being that, uh, it's really weird because big people don't have intelligence is a really big stereotype at, in a lot of movies. Martial arts movies. Oh, well, movies not just, in general. Yeah, not, not just martial arts, like in a lot of movies. And I'm not like sure where this came from. And then in my mind, no offense, but like there are, I've personally known some big dummies. And then I'm like, Maybe that's why it's part of a stereotype is because everybody has met one at least. Well, it's kind of like because of, it's like kind of the same concept as the pretty girl, right? Uh, With no intelligence. Yes, what, but in this case, I was going to say, but, what's your what's your bit on? But in but in this case, if it's a martial arts film, mm-hmm. this guy was bred to take pain, to be strong, to yeah. just lift and hit. He was bred to be an ox. He didn't have to True. rely on strategy. No, because he's a big guy. Yeah. He couldn't sneak around. Yeah. So what they did mm. is they took someone instead of killing him and throwing him away, mm. they gave him a role. He wasn't out always. He was their enforcer that he sent out. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of writing. You asked like <laughs> what's the best, what's the best um, scene? Right. I, I can't even do that because I've been just do, doing so much writing. I've been focusing on the, the character development, each character. Mm-hmm. Right. So I took every single character of this film and I just kind of followed the path in the film. Right. And put right. it together into one. So you can literally watch the whole film six different times because there are six different main characters. Right. Mm. The only tricky part is I still don't know who the lady was at the end. I you, you didn't, don't know I actually, who that was. That was the sister's older sister. Was it? 
I couldn't for tell. The, for the plot twist, that was like that was kind of the whole like I did the bad <gasps> thing. I was I did the <gasps> bad thing. I was like, oh, she looks like everybody else. Oh no. <laughs> but uh, dude, hey. Uh, also, speaking of looks, dude, there was some like, mm. yeah. There was some like eighties uh, nudity in like I don't know why I think Chinese people like like their film industry is like really prudish like they don't sh- I don't know why I'm like yeah. no they must not show any kind of nudity or anything that's even s- remotely pornographic but they totally do all the time but it it always surprises me subtleties because you don't think of like Chinese people as the invisible being a- endure. <laughs> you don't you don't think of them as like overly sexual the way that like America is. So I don't know. It was definitely a surprise. I'm not, I'm I don't know. Not, I think he I'm sold not. that. What's that? I think he sold that. There were <laughs> there were some very thin clothes over the top and <laughs> sometimes the ninjas will the ninja woman use will their use their beauty, beauty yeah, <laughs> to kill their enemies. It's funny everybody She just laughs. flashes them. <laughs> but it, everybody would laugh, but it actually makes sense. Yeah. It makes total sense in combat. Oh, dude, there was a straight sex scene where the girl was like scratching her nails into the dude's back. I think that was the older sister. <gasps> That's You're why I was right. thinking, she's, well, she did it on purpose. Did you see what she did? Yeah. So she, in order to get her victim, uh-huh. okay, she allowed this guy to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And as as this is happening, she scratches his back. And puts the poison in the scratch. Yeah. She sacrifices her own body in order to kill this guy. And as he's still dying, he's still inside her. She didn't even show her reaction. Creepy. She just, but yeah. that's what they teach them. Yeah. That was but she role. wasn't a ninja, was she? No. no, no that's, but that's, she that knew the, the ninja twist. way because she hired them. And she yeah. was part of another ninja massacre thing. I don't even know. Yeah, like, what was, was the that massacre? Was the very, fog? very There was no bit. massacre. The very last bit, which we have zero context for, really, unless yeah. we, unless it was a part of the it was series an aristocrat joke, is <laughs> and boom, aristocrats. <laughs> the end. What oh, is no. this aristocrats joke? You've never the heard? movie, or uh, I'll tell you later. Okay, but you'll have when I when I tell you the joke. It's one of the oldest jokes in history. Oh, okay. It's been and it's still going. But when I tell you this joke, you have to. It's one of those things you either get it or you don't get it. Uh, um, and you have to really pay attention to the joke. Okay. Because every detail matters a lot. Whoa. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Knack and I have one going forever on several different people. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm so sorry to interrupt. But you were saying that, yeah, at the end of the movie. Oh, that was, that was a spoiler. So we've, yeah. we've kind of already spoiled it. I You're not going to find this film. I know. That's what You're I was, not I was, going I was to. The guy about. said I apparently. Waiting, I was waiting for us to get to that part where it's like. If if you can find the film, send a message in and you can earn the honor of buying a new plug for $2. Pretty much. Mm. Uh, so. As a GoFundMe yeah, page. It, uh, the very last like, I don't, I don't know, I want to say 10 seconds of the film. Yeah. When she shoots, the, what's his name to save the kendo yeah, I didn't get That's that true. part. I don't know why. It's well, because actually, I do. I it's do. because she very, very quickly at the end explains that she, she was, a, she and her sister were a part of the like big Koga clan massacre, right? And they it all were makes survivors. Sense. And then, so she wanted to get the ninja clan. 
She really wanted to kill the ninja clan, but she mm-hmm. had to break them down one piece at a time right. over and over and over again. So she used her sister to go after the other played ninja drunk. masters. She was a drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played her husband. See, it's a woman in power film. <laughs> it really was. And Everything. Even the, the, the her younger sister, who was taking care of the whole entire family business, yeah. knew what proper business was and commanded respect yeah. and equality. It was legit. Which is wild. And, and the best like really part is for that. Eighty-four film. Yeah. yeah uh, but I love how it was still and, and, that kind of a movie. So China, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. There was there was there was still a lot of like fun to it, and it was easily digested. Even though there was a lot of subtleties in there, it was very easily digested and very fun. So my favorite my favorite storyline uh-huh. was when the kendo master. When he goes to accept the job with her brother-in-law. And she's right. like, why would you do that? And he goes, because they threatened you. So I'm going to accept this job so that I can stop them from you. Yeah. I was like, wow, that that's an amazing answer. Yeah. That's a right answer. Yep. You can't argue that. Nope. And that was but, the only thing he can do, though. But she, does she for sure gets concerned. Because I feel like she kind of fell off after the after that. Yeah, she didn't show much martial arts after that point. No. Mm. So it was a dope film. She got feminized. Um she got turned into the wife. She, she turned into the wife. She, she definitely did. did. She did. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to say on the film? On the invisible endurer? The whole entire thing was amazing. Awesome. Definitely it sucks that it's hard to find it. If you can find it, this is an experience you need to share with your family and friends. Uh, this 100%. was fun. Yeah. Yes. Lots like, of fun. Just, even if it was meant to be taken a little more seriously, like, than we got to experience it, we got to experience it and had fun and still got all of this rich storytelling out of it, you know? I, I have to make it a, a confession. Mm-hmm. I've been studying martial arts for so long. You see the real side and the stories that get depleted. So okay. when I watch kung fu films, usually I'm like, meh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That's a very much an over-exaggeration. Because you know the real. You know where it comes from and how much work it takes to do a lot of their training that they're trying to show. Right. And most, it, it, I understand the story, but I, I've lived the life. Right. So it's so hard to watch. You get taken out of the film. And then you're like, no, no. Like the hardest part is going, ah, a ninja would never do that. Ugh. It's so hard <laughs> to watch. That makes no sense. Ugh. And it, it's okay because then you, you start to kind of get into the fantasy, but sometimes you just don't want to. You don't yeah, care. sometimes it's not enough to pull you into the But into I watched this and everything they showed was amazing. That's actually a really good tell because like. It had a good plot. I liked mm-hmm. everything about it. It's good. I would love to see it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would and definitely want to see it again. I know you talked about working on your writing before, but I didn't know how much you had been doing. And like you, like the fact that you enjoyed the characters and could figure out where a lot of their their you know development had come from, without even too much like extrapolating. Honestly, like there's like they show a lot on screen to tell us how those characters get there. I like a like what I'm saying is that you were fine. You were fine-tuning, like, fine-combing it with a, like, combing with a fine-tooth. That's the word. <laughs> That's the phrase. Like, you knew what you wanted to look for, and it wasn't that hard to get to it because it was there. Yeah. You know? Like, with the sound and the lighting, I was just, like, like it sets a different mood. I can mm-hmm. tell 
uh, like that's and that's why I spend my time with with us on the podcast, like really like paying paying attention to a little more than they are, but still not letting it like take me out of the experience. Was again like the lighting choices and the overall soundtrack. It does set the mood for us to take it seriously a lot of the time, which is was, and then also like I was saying, like some of that eighties synth was like. Th- Easy for me to have fun. Hold on. One second. Pause for a sec. (laughs) What do you use to draw yourself into a movie? Alex. Um, (laughs) You can't see my finger. No, it's okay. For me, it's it's very much about the plot and the motive behind Mm. what a character is doing. If I can believe the motive behind it, then, then I'm sold. Hold on. Yes. So all I asked was what you draw from. Yeah. I draw from perspective. Okay. I always take every character and I draw the perspective. Now you say motive, but then you put it into a good or bad. Right. So when you have to write a villain's story, how do you write a villain's story with the concept of justifying it? Because every villain justifies what they do. And I want to have an, I, I like it when I can see the villain's perspective. I'm like, you kind of, I kind of see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Too great. And, and this is just for fun. We'll probably cut this. Not, no, this probably won't extras, make the pod. Extras. And extras. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, Thanos, right? Thanos is a great example of that. Cause you kind of like see his, why he would uh, com- completely eliminate half of, uh, popul- a planet's population and the population of the entire universe yeah but it's expected <laughs> now it's expected to give a villain perspective right it is part of the story play it's part of it's part of the the push to give the voices to everybody right i mean thanos was talking he he, he committed genocide right mm-hmm. but yet people had a tear for him because of how as far they as- showed him yeah, it's it's the it's it was how that he was shown, and because of the way that they had sh- the way that they had shown it, you are more interpretive to relating to like oh you've been in a situation where well let me put it this way know. how can I ma- how can I sell him as a hero? What audience would take him as a hero, and how can I deplict it enough to mm. get uh, that audience to do that? Because this is where I, I don't like films mm. and I it turns me off. Right. Mm. Is when I hit when I hit the point of stereotype. Yes. And and it always happens. It's okay. It's part of writing. There's formulas. Um mm-hmm. everybody uses them. There's there's, there's no a reason with. that yeah, yeah. There's a reason that some things become staples like the, the three heroes stories. And it even comes up in Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. It, it's just it's there. I get it. And right. the stereotypes fall back. It's a good way to go. But you get real good films when you start to hear genuine the authenticity right. start coming out. And that's when you get a good art piece. Right. I know mm. the, the guy said that the director was a well-known director, but this film's not well-known. Yeah. To me, it seemed like this was his art piece. It was so well put together. I would be curious to see if you wrote it or just directed it. should definitely look into that. That is definitely something. But perspective is what I go for. Perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about the lighting, the cinematography. 
Right. And um, it's because I the music it builds your wait, wait, wait it mm-hmm. builds your emotion, and it builds your emotion, right. and it attracts you into the film. Mm-hmm. So you reached it on three different levels already. Uh, this this, this uh, film director, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and super dope. I'm, like I was saying, uh, and again, part of the reason that having more people come by the pod is we do get stuck in the like, we are all agreeing on things that we liked here. <laughs> yeah. Without well, at least the, this time we had three yeah. different perspectives. Yeah. Um, for sure, if you guys are, like I said, if you guys are San Diegans, go down to this theater. We'll Again, we're going to put up all the information on the Instagram and the Facebook, and we'll announce it next year when we're going to go. Go to Kung Fu Mystery Theater. Uh, Catch as many films as yeah. you can. You're for it's, sure. it's a week-long yeah. thing, isn't it? I don't it? even care. It, it, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to walk in there and go um, a celebration of the Kung Fu film. But not only that, the Asian culture. Yeah. And it was it was really amazing to be able to hear that and the encouragement behind it. But as, as everything was – I was like, is this once a month? Mm-hmm. How did yeah. I not hear about this? Right. How do I not know – even though Nax told me nonstop, but I, I was like, "Wow, why are more people not here?" Yeah, this this is amazing. Definitely go. And if you have event. any yeah. any friends that are into kung fu films, like take them with you. Like this should be this should be a tradition, and it should be kept going. So, hell yeah, I think. I think we can move on to Rap- Bohemian Rhapsody. No, we can't because oh. then I can't participate. Oh, you can't. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> because we'll, we'll, you'll just you'll just find your way in because <laughs> it was such a, I couldn't even I, it was so hard to even follow up with that. What were your what's your overall impression? Overall impression. It it uh, it was enlightening. Yeah, I wasn't. I was enlightened. That's a great word. It, yeah. I was. I grew up on listening to Queen. Right. I had a CD that I played nonstop, mm-hmm. and it was their greatest, and I just loved it. And it had the classics, and then it had some of the the other tracks that were fantastic. They were kind of like singly kind of tracks, just yeah. off album. Oh, okay. Or uh, mm-hmm. off track, mm-hmm. like the the other ones. Right, right. That were singles, but never made movies or. Um, game shows or right. anything. It wasn't cliche or stereotype. Yeah. And then it, it, the words meant something to me, but some of them were hard to understand. And before I didn't, the movie. Yeah, before, before the, the movie. movie. And I didn't understand them. Yeah. I It was literally gibberish. Yeah. I'm like, why does he do it? But no matter how he does it, he sells it. It's almost like an aristocrat's joke. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And he puts it together so well with the how his art goes and right. the passion. And I heard that and I never really understood that as a kid. But you just knew there was there was passion. There was something special about it. Right. Mm. And it was a weird topic. It was kind of just a weird talk. Queen was a weird topic around my household. It was accepted, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. I think yeah. in that sense, um, I mean, you were growing up and... So the crazy Queen part, and- watch, watch, watch. <laughs> If I said, let's put on a Queen CD, my family would say, oh, I don't want to listen to that. But mm-hmm. as soon as it comes on the stereo, turn it up. Right. I'm going to rock out to it. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid. So, okay. <laughs> it's, it's fucking stupid. But, okay, so now, how do you see Queen after watching this movie? The lyrics make sense. Yeah. It gives me a better idea. I mean, I knew about his, like, not really about his life, but just, like, what I've heard. Right. You you heard mm-hmm. he was, like, kind of controversial, I've right? Seen, 
He was bisexual. He yeah. He was flamboyant. Well, I knew him as as homosexual, just homosexual. Oh yeah, and I then, knew he was bi, but and I knew he died from AIDS. Right, mm-hmm. and I knew he died young, younger, mm-hmm. and was amazing. Yes, amazing. And he wasn't really out about it, but once he eventually got AIDS, it just became obvious. But no one, he was like never public. Like he said, "I am gay." Like Elton John, not until the point he said it. Yeah, right. People denied it to that point. Yeah, and and he didn't really hide it, but he just like didn't. Right. He just finally said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it." Yeah. Um. So it was enlightening to hear and them show the backstory. Yes. Even though it's it's got to sell a story, mm-hmm. um, it really showed the point of why the lyrics meant what they meant. Yeah. Like I didn't know they were rebels. They they honored know. the songs. Yeah. Yeah. And how much passion the whole group came together yes. as Queen. Because to be honest, I didn't even know Freddie Mercury was the lead swinger of Queen. Really? Yeah. You just you just knew the name Freddie Mercury. No, Mercury. I, did, I had to with... learn it. Uh, I had to learn that that's who that was. And then I saw like a, a concert of his. I think it was a Live Aid one. Right. And I was like, that's him. And then I kept seeing it and kept seeing it mm-hmm. and kept seeing it. And I was like, oh, this guy is special. Yeah. Actually, his whole band is special. Like them going to college first and having degrees and working on the art of music. Right. Before they put albums out. Yes. That's Which I didn't I know heard. before the movie. Yeah. yeah. Astrophysicist, dentist. Uh, I didn't know the, about the <laughs> astrophysicist, but I knew that they had gone to Which get, makes sense for the song. That song made total sense. <laughs> electrical engineer. So my impressions of it was this was like going to a rock concert. A a oh, There's so much energy in the rock concert. The, the songs oh. take on a different meaning when you witness them as and opposed the to yeah yeah and and something that i really liked that they did it was it was thematic they would take every song and they would almost uh let you live through what he lived through that led him to write those lyrics right Woo. right and it blew me away yeah. i was like wow that's what he meant because i only had my own interpretations we only do yeah. But when you start seeing that backstory, it just really like sucks you in. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. ah, because S- song takes on a different meaning. He, they showed him as an artist. Yeah, he lived as an artist. What a, a character! That's the performer. Is mm-hmm. what is an artist? Mm-hmm. I have a buddy who's a writer. He's yeah. a professional writer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Comedian, professor of mm. uh, of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's creative dope. writing. Yeah. That's dope. And one of the things he he kind of always talked about was. I see now. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, he, he, he uh, the writing style. Yes. Of, well, oh man, I still lost it. Oh, the character. The character. One right. of the things. Okay, I got it. I got it. It came back. He always talked about living the life of an artist. Okay. What it's like to live as an artist. Okay. And he started giving examples to me. This is he was mentoring me at the moment, or I was asking him questions. And he was giving me more of examples. More mentor. Like yes, that, but, but he mm. lives the life of an artist. And he coaches and mentors other people as artists. Okay. Your so, friend. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So he, it was amazing to be able to see that different levels that people play into their art, the performer. So yeah. Freddie Mercury, as they depicted in the movie, was a performer, which makes sense because when you watch his concerts, 
they're they're he's a performer and they depicted it through his own lifestyle he had to become freddie mercury because that was the performer he felt his calling to and and that was like uh, going off of what you're saying they really made sure that they emphasized that when freddie was speaking and he said when all those people are watching me and cheering and singing along with the songs that i'm singing i can't sing off key if i wanted to i am everything that i am meant to be when i'm up there performing i'm not afraid of anything it's it's and it, and and you just hear it so much more in his voice now you're like mm-hmm. fuck this is his essence have you ever experienced these moments uh i felt things that i believe to be similar to me feeling like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing and i'm doing it right it's when like you when I'm in that Zen, that's my Zen moment. And when you're doing the yeah. thing that you're best at. Yeah. And I, and I have those feelings, uh, when I play basketball, when I'm, when I'm just, when I get into this zone of fluidity, everything that I'm doing, it's, it's not forced. It's just like moving through water okay. and, uh, huh. That is your art. Right. That is what an artist is trying to recreate in themselves yes. over and over again. But they have to make a living in some house. Yeah. Now you have to take mm-hmm. that feeling and learn how to recreate it, hopefully in a safe, healthy way. But some artists don't. Right. Mm. Because their art is such a precious thing that they're willing to jump, willing to jump down a rabbit hole. Right. Because they see it and they see their art and their art gets passed down. You're talking about artistry as in athletics right yeah but this this lasts on writers they they write this way uh painters mm-hmm. you really get to see what your depiction of this moment now this moment i've experienced as well right in my martial arts training i always get to these moments especially when i started really sparring uh com- competing yeah practicing you, at some point you start practicing forms so much that you you encompass kung fu Right. Time and energy. Uh-huh. And you get the same feeling where you just know, you know, emo- they're moved. Did I move it? it no, no, you're fine. You're fine. But it, um, where you just get in this motion where you just know a movement mm-hmm. and you can think about something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your ice bath. <laughs> yeah. So we totally, so we went to uh, just a really sidebar, short sidebar. We went to a, uh, a seminar. Uh, to learn the Wim Hof method and we actually got to see him speak and at the end of this seminar after he taught you his breathing techniques we actually took a, an ice bath Ugh. and that was Saturday I'm that was cold. Saturday that was okay Saturday. I was so confused I was like that was yesterday or yesterday two yes ago now yeah. yeah my point being that I was like where's everybody because Suki's been out of the house oh, too nice. and I'm like I'm Lone, I walk out and I see all the pets and I'm lonely. <laughs> so, My house is empty. <laughs> yes, the reason you were lonely was because we were at that event. And oh, I don't that know was if you amazing. If you've ever taken an ice bath, it 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 feels like death. You go through oh. your fight or flight. You're baptized. This yeah, uh, instinct <laughs> or mode uh, when you're when you when you get into that big shocking he ice did water say that and i forgot he said that see that was where i had the difference in my head i uh-huh. was feeling all the emotion but i didn't have the the fight or flight until the end yeah and that's what i wanted to gauge was when did i start wanting that primal urge to retreat yeah and i feel like that's 
the whole concept of the mental conditioning portion that they're trying to teach you is how to find that moment in which you can internally gauge it. Then you can push that limit. Yeah. And when, and so when you learn to control it and, and you, you get to that other side, I feel like when I was watching Freddie Mercury Mm -hmm. or the actor, which he just, Mm -hmm. Dude, you had you had you that was practically method he, acting. You he, had to encompass yeah, he, he yeah. portrayed whatever it was that Freddie went through when he walked out on stage and faced down that enormous crowd of people and, and nailed that song. Oh yeah. And the and the energy that he gets from the audience vibing with him. And, Brian and, Singer directed that, by the way. What's that? I think Brian Singer directed that. Uh, what else has he directed? I don't know. But he did the X Men First Class. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, that's the, that sounds really. No, he familiar. didn't do First Class. He did. I think the original. I don't remember. He sounds, he it sounds really familiar. And I think like, he did Superman Returns, which okay. is one of the best Supermans, right? Well, he did. A, he again. He did a phenomenal job of uh, making you feel the energy. Right. And you know how when um, I don't know. I don't know how people feel about musicals. But sometimes, this wasn't a, you know what? People always put them down, but that's the artistry. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> art is is niche work. It's not meant for your demographic. But this film is meant for everybody. So let's so let's talk about like kind of like the, the line, the norm for the normal people. When you see musicals after like maybe the fourth or fifth song, you're just like, oh, here we go. Like, let's just get through this so we can get to the plot part. Like, keep the movie moving along. But in this case, it didn't feel like that. You were just like, you were hearing the song or they were performing it and you were like, it was a show for you. I got the my favorite line of the whole story. Everything, uh-huh. everything. There's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. First, what was yours? What was my favorite line? Yeah, just out of curiosity. Uh, I think that was it. I think it was the, when I'm out there, I am everything I was ever meant to be. Right. I'm not afraid of anything out there. I caught the part where he's talking to Mary, mm-hmm. uh, the his wife right. or ex-wife, uh, fiance. ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, ex-fiance mm-hmm. uh, who were best friends. They right. were be- absolute best friends. But he goes, he, she's like, what are you up to? She's like, I'm just trying to numb the in-between points. Right. And he's talking about his life and how his life is actually not living human. Mm-hmm. This is human. His life is on stage. Yeah. They were emphasizing him and him living on stage that he drew that. And he even said that they're like, in the beginning of the film, he goes, he goes, uh, do you play the bass? He's like, uh, no. <laughs> Good. All right. Yeah. I only perform. Yep. Um, but he talked ooh. about, he talked about the in-betweens and why he had so much torment in between. And I've been there. Yeah. People have been there. They hit to that point where you just feel alone. And they really showed that him feeling alone inside of his head, stuck in his head, and he doesn't stop. Yeah. His family kept him on track. He doesn't stop thinking. Yeah. And it's hard for him. It's um it's those times in your life when there's that just that one part of it that's holding you together and everything else that is before it and after it is just the moment building up. Or, or just the moment that you're waiting to end so that you can get back to yeah. that thing that's kind of still holding you together. And that's what um, 
That's what Freddie Mercury was was going through. Let's talk about Rami Malek, the guy who played Freddie Mercury. Gotcha. Oh, holy shit, man. I feel like he was one he's this guy's gonna be one of those iconic characters, the Freddie Mercury. Uh he's gonna be up there with like the Joker and Jack Sparrow. Hold on. Uh maybe. But what else did he play in? I don't recognize the name. Mm, I know I'm for sure he was in game. Mr. Robot. He's on Mr. He's on the show Mr. Robot. See, I never saw than, Mr. Robot. Yeah, see, other than that, I actually don't know him. So all, I didn't yeah. even see the actor. I couldn't even tell you what he really looked like. All I saw was Freddie Mercury. I'll Which, show you right now. Which, by the way, is a real testament to both costume, him, and his, yeah. like costume, makeup, and him that he embodied the first, the first guy, Freddie Mercury. Which know? makes sense, but if I saw him in another film, I wouldn't. I wouldn't typecast him. No, mm. you wouldn't. He became no Freddie yeah. Mercury. Uh, he, he did a yeah. good job. I believe really him. specifically I... that in an interview he talked about how Freddie Mercury actually had like double like fangs on top and bottom or something mm-hmm. like that on both sides of his mouth, mm-hmm. and he had to wear falsies. They say that their... in the film. They talk about it. He, oh, okay. Yeah, they ask, "Why haven't you fixed your teeth?" Yeah. He's like, mm. "I, I live in." I live in London or in Britain. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's so like, he's yeah. very witty and catty. <laughs> he 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 has good comebacks. Yeah. Oh, great comebacks. How much did you like when he first met Mary? He was oh, I loved it. Daring her down. Okay, wait, wait. He made a choice. He went back. He made the choice to go back. And he gave a good answer. I think it was the most genuine answer he could possibly give because he was, he was, he liked her. Yeah. He liked her. He loved her from first sight. Yep. And he, he's, she was like, you're creeping me out. And he walked away and then he's like, no, I gotta go back. Say something. I like your jacket. I like your coat. Yeah. And <laughs> it was such a, that's such a smooth wait, wait, wait. line. It yeah. Was. Please, please finish. She gave him where she worked. Mm-hmm. Her friend did. Yeah. And he showed up at her work. It, it, is that creeping? Yeah. That's pretty bad. But that mm-hmm. was considered romantic back in the day. But she fucking nailed it because she was like, oh, you want to try on women's clothes? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Let me help you. Yep. It's hilarious. <laughs> back to the moment where he met Mary <clears throat> and made that decision to talk to her. Uh, I think that was like giving the audience an idea of this is who Freddie Mercury is. He isn't your stereotypical character who backs down at a challenge. In fact, he dives in head first and every nails time. it. Every time. Nails it. Every time. Yeah. He's great. Um, Dami did a great job. Makes the- me wonder how close they were to, to the accurate because we really don't know. Yeah, but to to there are people like that. There are people that will take that concept and just dive into whatever it is, and embody it and turn it harder. You know, one of the things I liked in particular about his fashion, I was trying to think of it from a psychological point of view. Right. You know how people always say, "Well, I can hide a deformity." So if people are constantly yelling about his teeth, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he is, um, and now he's wearing flamboyant clothes. Yeah. So now it's more about his clothes than his teeth, yeah. which has probably been a lifelong thing. Then he starts going with antics, and then he starts finding other ways. Just such an interesting man. Yeah. 
like god damn it anybody else it, it would it, it would mortify you it would warp your personality and and yeah it did for him obviously correct but it made him the opposite he he decided to instead of react with timidness and like kind of being scared and hesitant he was like bolder because of it he endured invisibly invisible endure (laughs) um guys funny funny fact about this movie uh ray foster which i think is was the the record label uh uh manager okay or the 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 president yeah yeah, of the record label was mike myers yes Yes, it was. I saw his name in the titles. I was like, oh, okay. Mike Myers, fucking yeah. Wayne's World. Yep. That's where we were talking about that we got in because I also got introduced to Bohemian Rhapsody, which is- From Wayne's World. From Wayne's World, which is the opening- Who doesn't rock out? I still do it. I try to make all the kids do it, but they don't get the reference. Or I'll try to make anybody 21 and younger doesn't really get the reference. Yeah, I know. Or even 24 sometimes. Wayne's World is such a great I know movie. You, you might, but- I appreciate that you are including me in this, in that I do get the reference. Okay, good. But like, I understand your questioning because I'll run into people and I'm like, am I like somehow more cultured than you? What? No, 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 no. no. It, it's a gener. You hit this gener. I hit this generation gap. Oh, you hear it all the time, all the time. You do. Um. Okay. Let's give uh we're gonna give our movie a uh, <laughs> we're gonna give this movie a number rating. Um oh my god. I can't give numbers. We do it uh out of ten. And uh I still haven't given my perfect ten yet. Oh I'm gonna give it a perfect ten because this is episode thirty seven or thirty eight. I could be wrong. You've never given a 10? I have not given a 10 yet. None. What's this, your nine? I've given a few nines. What's your nine? I can't remember. I'd have to go back and listen. Oh. Yeah. Can you remember any film at any rating so I can rate it? Uh, I want to I know your rating. I don't know your rating. Tell us your rating. I, yeah. Give, give us your rating on the, of this. I, ratings are difficult for me. Give it a but shot. I, I would give it... I, How about base it on the rewatch value? Would you share it with the no, friend? No, no. I got you. I got you. Okay. I just get that hard point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be too overcommittal. I don't want to yeah. be undercommittal. I got to put it at the right moment. But then I'm going to weigh every single option. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked it all. Okay. I would say it's probably one of my top films. Yeah. Would be, you watch because, it again? I, definitely. Would all the time. Would you recommend it to a friend? All the time. Okay. I would always recommend it. Because an- it's one of my top films. Why would you not recommend one of your top films, right? right? I still have one of my top films is Comet. And I still use the lines from that film, even though people don't even know what it is. <laughs> I think I think you have an eight. I don't know. No, eight no. or above. Is an eight or above. See, I yeah. Definitely, yeah. it's one of my tops. I would put it as an excellent film. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really hard for that. Because there's so much more that's also personal for me. Right. And to tell people that personal connection, I would have to explain my life story. <laughs> so that's uh, why I don't rate. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I just want mm. you to see it and choose for yourself. But I'm, I'm, I'm giving two thumbs up. There you go. <laughs> um, that's all the thumbs he has. That's all. It's it, really good. Um, oh, Nikanti, Nikanti's yeah, well, giving it a nine. A nine. Yep. Wow, what's his? What's his? Does he have a ten? He does have a ten. I forgot really? what movie it was, but he has given a ten. Yeah, and the cl- I what, don't give. What's out your ten? What's your ten? 
He, he for sure doesn't. He can't remember, remember either. Okay. I don't give out tens, but I give you out guys a lot suck. of nines. I know all my tens. Maybe for um, no, I think. How do you my... not know your tens? You're movie reviewers. Because we watch a lot of movies. I just don't give <laughs> That's out the tens. point where I needed the dong. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've watched a lot of movies and reviewed and a lot. I don't I'm, I'm give happy out to tens. say. Yeah, yeah, but you always remember your tens. Okay, what's your go-to film? Um, one of like one of my most recent ones is actually just got on Netflix, and my one of my close friends, Hannah. Actually, just watched it and then listened to our podcast. Okay, it is Animal World. Oh man, and Animal that World. one is easily you mean one the of... BBC documentary. No, no. it's Animal a Chinese World. film based off a Japanese manga. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. on Netflix. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's your go-to. All right. That's one of my more Kinda recent go-to n- nines, and it is just a visually striking. You don't have yeah. a ten? No. Oh. But that's what I mean. Like Ooh. I, ha- I don't think I've given out tens ever. Okay. What's your go-to? My go-to movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, okay, you have film. Animal. First, real, real quick, what genre do you throw Animal World in? I'm putting you as characters in my life story. I mean, I'm already a character in your life story. I'm yeah, just but I different. get backstory. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I get character development at this point. I know uh, too much about you already, but I got to put it to a face. <laughs> like movie-wise? No, just about you. Uh, so when I ask you what your favorite is, I'm going to learn more about you. Which is the thing even better. Thing. I break everybody. The hard down. thing about putting Animal World into like what kind of exists. Don't overthink it. Picture that, it explaining yeah. it to no, someone you just like. Yeah, it's a, justice. It's like that. It's an action movie, and okay. it talks of, and it talks about games. Is it gore? No, it's not gore. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Go. I think Hobbit: The Desolation of Smog. Oh, you were talking that earlier today. I think he really does love specifically yeah, no, that part of the series. But you see it in your face, and which mm-hmm. it kind of explains. So when you get start films that are very similar to both of what you're talking about, those are your go tos. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody is a fantastic film. Yeah. But it doesn't hit that genre. No. But the, what is special about those films? What do you like specifically that you can see that could be carried over into other places? Um. The plot feels complete. There's no mm-hmm. real holes in it. And it's it, it takes its time. So what's the mm-hmm. next film? After that... Because that breaks genres. Um, After that, where I feel like it's complete... Uh, oh, my God. Do you know what made that film complete to me? What's that? Was the poem at the very end. Or is that the third one? Which one's Desolation? The first, the very first one in The Hobbit. Yeah. It, the po- uh, That was the most complete story I had in that one. Really? Because at the very end, when the dragon breaks free mm-hmm. and starts going to kill everything, uh, he has a poem that he sings. Oh, that's part right. Of the book. I think it is. I think it's number two. So yeah, it's the okay. second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to answer your that question. Sold me. Yeah, that sold me. Cause no, well, honestly, number one is great because of that song. And it was Sherlock, Cumberbatch. <laughs> okay, Benedict giving him the Cumberbatch. <laughs> the one after that is I am number four. Oh, fantastic! Up high. No one says that. <laughs> I know. No one says that. I've always wanted to read the books, and there's like several books afterwards. But I never wanted to read the books because I actually liked the film because it was just a, it was just a nice little favorite. It was <laughs> really good. It was really good. It was yeah. just like, oh, that's cool. I can I want to be that kid. Yeah. He was too cool to be like who he was. Like he he was like twenty eight in 
a 16-year-old body. Yeah, for sure he was. Yeah, like 6, 8, 200 pounds, ribs. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't be that ever. It just had it had a, a lot of good. And I like the yeah. fact that you got to live with the character. Um, the, the interesting thing is, is there was a TV show that I, I, I don't know if any of you got to see. It was on WB for a li- like one season. Mm-hmm. And I remember this because it was a nighttime cartoon. Hmm. It was showed in the nighttime. And it was about a kid that was from an alien world that didn't know it. That didn't know it. That got sent to Earth with his dad and with a guardian. His dad dies and his guardian has to take over as father. But the kid doesn't know that he is a king. Or a prince, Whoa. and so he gets he gets a glove or a magic thing that that the glove actually starts showing him that his dad's really alive, and he got to go look for his dad. Oh my god, what is this? I don't I don't remember the show, so familiar. but the, it was very similar. Yeah, it was very familiar, and I liked it because it was also kind of had that Native American, that's dope. Indian type yeah. of feel. They were like in the desert Navajo. Hmm. They need to do more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, that's I, a good that's a good storyline. I like Native American lore. It's kind of King Arthur. Oh, is mm. it? In this case, yeah. If you think about that, well, that's that's the story. Yeah, he you gets know, he a just, gauntlet. It could have been a goblet. <laughs> if you, yeah, I mean that's how yeah. you write. You take stories and you flip it with your concepts. Yeah. You take a genre and you mm-hmm. work with it. But yeah. There's outlines already set, and you just tailor it to your own. That's how you. You you that's, figure that's out where the you fine tuning. Like this, this, this movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, was an inspiration mm-hmm. to show this man's life. Again, I just don't know if anybody's done that formula of choosing a song and then saying, "Let's write the story that wrote this song." Right? <sighs> yeah. What? That still just blows my mind. And you, you know, what's sad is someone out there is going, "Yeah, yeah, they did several times." Like five, six times. My favorite film is this one. Okay, okay I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Okay, so it's definitely out there. I'm sorry. But uh, I just okay. never witnessed it done like But it meant something this. to you. And it means and, something yeah. to everybody. And that's where you have a recommendation. Yeah. And you, t- I would recommend this highly. I would, I yeah. would rewatch this in theaters. Yeah. With uh, this would be my go-to date film too. Yeah. Oh, it's a great date totally. film. Good choice. Totally. Yeah. And you can go with some buddies like we did. Yes. It would be a good fan film. Like I, I actually would picture taking my dad or yeah. my mom. Actually, everybody. Mm-hmm. I have no one I would not want to take. That's why this a little movie kid is in so. That, that movie. <laughs> Uh, one thing I did want to bring up that Spider-Man that was uh, interesting because also I haven't gotten to see it, but literally from your guys's account and also what I knew seeing the trailer and what I've already seen and people talking about it online is that, and this is constantly bo- like bothering me because I couldn't remember the film that really messed with Jim Carrey, but Man on the Moon where he mm-hmm. plays Andy Kaufman. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Is, it's is it's really good. Um, it wasn't really encouraged. Like mm-hmm. my dad didn't really care for him, so it wasn't on my list because it was it was just it was a little before I got to make the choice of movies. Right. But it was really good for a lot of the stuff I saw on it. Yeah. Just the cuts from it. Mm-hmm. Got it. But that um, is a good good. Depiction. The reason the reason that I uh, was thinking about it with also Bohemian uh, with Bohemian Rhapsody was because it's really wild 
for everybody in the movie theater to see somebody and think like, no, that's Freddie Mercury. And that's a really big testament to how... But the timing was, was like, even right. Everything about the film was right. If you would have mm-hmm. tried to show that film... A year ago? Oh, ten years ago. Ten years ago, for sure. I don't know. Was mm-hmm. there a film about Queen any time prior to after his death? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think so. There might have been one or two documentaries, but not like... I mean, he, he was around, but I never yeah. saw it. I'm sure there's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um which I would be interested in seeing. But I wouldn't remember ever hearing about it. I'm yeah. sure there was a wait, wait, there's a VHL one behind the scenes. For sure, right? <laughs> I have to look it up. Um there's a decade ago pop video. You know, it there was something that um they brought to this film that I want to just feel more normal about seeing. It was dudes making out. Oh. Yeah, but did you hear the whole audience the first time it happened? Everyone was like dead silent, right? Oh, I heard. <gasps> yeah, like, gas. whoa, like, they're showing what? this? I was showing? like, how did you not expect that? Yeah. How is that possible? I it's, mean, you are a straight man who is married and has zero. That wasn't me. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. That was bad time. Zero, That's horrible like, for the listeners. Like you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. you've done it like six times over there. Uh, oh, what did yeah, I just yeah, say? Yeah, I was like, this is probably a bad spot for you. <laughs> um, like they're showing it. You were and, saying that I'm uh, that I'm a straight man and married. yeah, you're a straight man. I was and like, you're I'm not married. Yeah. And so while you can understand the like kind of romancing and the reasoning behind like the like that attraction to it mm-hmm. as a, as a date movie or are you talking about what do you mean no, I, wasn't I, there. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about how like like you can understand that oh the, the, the guy's scene kissing. that's going yeah the, the guy's kissing the scene that's going on yeah while it's not for you did he get offended no, I didn't. Yeah, that's what I I'm, just, that's what I'm trying to say. No, no, like, but you do you think offended. people in the audience really got offended? I didn't think anybody in that audience. You can't not like Queen and understand that lifestyle. I mean, he was he wasn't. I, I feel like he, he people knew. I think everybody mm-hmm. who went to go watch this movie is a Freddie Mercury fan. Yeah, like mm-hmm. everybody's a secret Queen fan. Yeah, which is funny because I feel like in his grave, his like that's an aristocrat's joke. <laughs> At the end of this podcast, it's funny because you don't get it yet. I'm gonna have but when you get it, you're gonna understand. I'm gonna have Nick explain this. Um, no, but he I, can't explain it on pod. I, that's, that's... I am explaining. <laughs> we'll it. See. I'm I'll... explaining it right now. <laughs> you're not listening to every detail. <laughs> it's okay. You'll get it. Okay. So I can't wait to be a guest one day. What I'm bring it back up. <laughs> what, what I'm basically saying is that. Um, I like the direction that we're going into. It's just more exposure to that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, normalizing it's it is homosexual. Part of, part of what had needs to happen because it's not weird. And I gotta be, I gotta or be least, real. Yeah. I, I'm fighting the you guys urge. Are real on this show, I like it. Yeah, I'm How fighting the urge to cringe. It, yes. Yeah. That's okay. My yeah. natural reaction is yeah. is to cringe, but I'm not doing it as much anymore. Mm, but, and I'm happy mm-hmm. that it's that it's getting to that point. Yeah, but you have the the. The desire to not not want to do it, yeah, mm-hmm. or not 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 like not want to do it. It's a long like I don't want to cringe, and I because like you're like thing. right, it's yeah. fantastic. You have the but mental capacity the to pressures. recognize it. I felt them growing up. 
Mm-hmm. It is around this age range that where we have to flip this gear. All yeah. Sudden, like that. And it's not like we need <laughs> a bunch of understanding. It just means I need time. Yeah. I need time. You need time was, and exposure. I looked at it and I was like, this is beautiful. He is fighting. They showed him fighting the urge and trying to understand what was in him. I mean, yeah. he even goes up to his fiance and he's like, I'm bisexual. And she's like, no, you're gay. And he's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like and, he's just he fights it like every time he's put in the situation mm -hmm. where he could make that choice he makes the other choice dude how much does that show the love or show of the love that was between freddie and and mary i was amazing she's just like the worst part about what you're telling me is that it's not even your fault i can't blame you for this i was like whoa what understanding but wait wait wait. how can she not know she, yeah, well, she Their said, first technical date was trying on women's clothes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand this, but at some point you had she you had blinders on. Woman, you had blinders on. For sure. She set them on herself. Now, now I understand you can hide it. But this guy's not hiding it. And I know I've had friends that have, this situation has happened. Right. But he was not hiding it. There was no hiding this aspect. Yeah. He was now, I mean that's why I was like, yeah. shocker. <laughs> this is a shocker. I don't know why you're dealing. Why is this a shocker? I think it was more like she was telling herself no for so long. and But the, I think it was hidden more. The shock of her finally saying, yes, this is a fact. In the movie, it's, it's a plot accelerant. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, in real life, it was probably more subtle. And it looked like he, he was knew how to play that line. Yeah. And they didn't show that. They just kept showing... It, it, the escalation yeah so I, I i like the direction that we're headed in movie was as a as a society i do yeah, yeah. so um nerds do we <laughs> do we want to touch on anything else before we uh wrap this bad boy up uh you have quite a bit of editing i don't know how you're gonna edit some of it but I, that's up to you i already so. know what has, i was in store for it has <laughs> to be an hour well, not necessarily to, but no. that's why i'm saying like there's some places we can edit and you know figure that out i'll uh, be touching on it yeah i didn't do any game guru stuff but really just battlefield 5 is coming out and so, so i've been playing you like battle world you said battle world battlefield. battlefield battlefield i thought animal world or something oh like the that. movie uh, that's another thing that i wanted to talk about but like uh, Battlefield, the video game. Battlefield, the video game. Gotcha. Five or V did come out. Us, gotta get us on track. And I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and <laughs> Battlefield Five is coming out. Yeah. When does it come out? Can I explain the aristocrats? Twelve. Because I could do it real quick. It will be fast. Think. Okay. Twelve. It comes when? out this. It comes out. Oh, this we'll week. get to that. Yes. It should be already out by the time that this podcast goes up. Oh, November twelfth is when it comes out. It should come out. Yeah. That's fucking I got, epic. I got early access from. Uh, paying for the subscription because it's also cheaper Fantastic. than buying the game well nice. uh gaming uh fam be battle excited five. for that battlefield five field battlefield, battlefield. Mm -hmm. and five. uh there's five of those there's more than five of them. i they're, wish i played video games they're amazing okay. i wish i had I have time. to devote time to the to it guys make sure you guys follow us on hstsc33 uh, wow. on instagram we are on facebook uh hidden shadows of the secret chamber we also have it's invisible a... notorious <laughs> hidden shadows is like the ninja right so you're like <laughs> invisible exactly <laughs> invisible. 
we it's also like have double. the uh, the Patreon is set up, so please, all of your support, it will be greatly appreciated. It'll allow us to continue working on this podcast as the well Patreon as- Patreon where the people help you pay for things? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and we can get them little exclusives, like extra biddies and- like they get to We're going to invitations They get to hear to... what the aristocrats joke is. I didn't do that. He did that. That was not me this time. I'm just saying, that was not me. <laughs> We're gonna start putting out some, putting together some bonus content for you guys. Cool. Whatever you guys decide to donate, we're super stoked and we appreciate it. And we'll make sure we shout you out on the podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Stitcher. Tell your friends if you think they would like this podcast. Tell them to come listen to us and keep spreading the word. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe so you guys get the latest episodes. If you give us a five star review. We will read it on the podcast. Yeah. Make any shout outs that you'd like to make. We will read them on here. Just the <laughs> fact that you guys are listening, we appreciate that. Thank you um, so much. And we will see you guys next week. This is Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Don't forget to follow me at twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve. That is, that is uh, Khan's Twitch where you can have some sick hangs and watch him play some video games and sing very uh well and accurately to backstreet boys and spice girl song that's a lie i'm actually okay to, at to, queen can i add two things two things nick just, just two yes just two one can we still do the exit with the bohemian rhapsody like all of us trying to sing it mm, do i don't know the time? word that's no that's okay we can have care it's 2018 up. you can pull anything up two don't forget to look for the knickknack show coming out when we get the courage to be able to get up and do it it's gonna be amazing all right, we'll see you guys. Dumas. Uh, next week, this is Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Peace. We're out. All right, ending on. I only know this part. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Do the bandango. Send a bolt of lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo. 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 Figaro. Magnifico. That's amazing. That's perfect. I can actually go from the beginning, but it's one of those songs where I always get it wrong. <laughs>